2: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host. I mean, everybody knows this guy. He's just known throughout the entire world. <laughs> C. Stephen Tucker. He's the founder of Health Insurance Mentors, but I'll let him talk more about himself a little bit later. Uh, head over to the Facebook and give the Black and Right page a like and watch us live. Right now. Thank you so much. See Stephen Tucker, welcome to Black and Right.
3: I am so glad to be here. I love this show. Oh, So thank just you. to be on it for thank the first you. time, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. you. I've, I've, we, we,
2: we, what we've really tried to do is just be a, a, a breath of fresh air and just speak plain language to people who yeah. really don't understand politics. Yeah. I think when you look throughout the, specifically here in the state of Illinois and throughout, you don't get politics broken down in plain English where people can really get it and really understand it. Yeah. You know, it's all you know made up with all the marketing and stuff. Right. So that's what we're trying to do here on Black and Right. Just give people a
3: fresh perspective of politics. You, you know, know, who did that really well in 2016. Donald J. Donald Trump. John. That's hey, it. Donald John. Exactly Trump. right. Plain and, speaking.
2: I, I, I always tell people when I was state representative.
3: Yeah, my a slogan, great state rep, by the way, you. who I endorsed. You did great state rep.
2: My my slogan was. Let's make Illinois great, great again. again. I love it. So Donald Trump kind of stole that for myself and Clinton and, and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> it right, right. That was his. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, but before we get started on the show, I think, we, I think we're going to have a, an outstanding time on the show today. I think we're going to talk about a, a subject that I don't think many people really understand yeah. or get. And so when I, when, I, when I thought about bringing you on as a guest host, I said, I need somebody who gets health care and health care related policy issues. Better than I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I sat on the insurance committee Mm -hmm. when I was a state representative. Mm -hmm. And I do know, I know a lot about it, but I don't know as much as you do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, I mean, you you really understand this. But before we get into that show, uh, I want to just address a few things. Um, Most people have been sending me messages because they've looked on the Black and Right Facebook page and they see it's just Black and Right with John Anthony. Mm -hmm. Well, I just wanted to say... Um, back in, I believe in December, um, Charles Love, who's, a, he, he, Charles was awesome. Charles is one of the smartest people patriot, yep. and a patriot mm-hmm. that I've ever probably met. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was way smarter than me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 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 um, he, uh, came to the, to the, um, some people here at the show and said, Hey, look, uh, me and my wife, we're going to be, um, leaving. We're headed up to New York. Um, um, better opportunity, better better job opportunities. So that's one of the reasons why you see a lot of the change with Black and White, with John Anthony and Charles Love is no here. Mm-hmm. I wish Charles Love and his family the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you won't. You have not heard the last of Charles Love because the guy is one of the smartest guys as as I stated that you probably ever heard, will hear. Just he reminds me a lot of Dan Prof. Yeah, and his ability to look through and beyond some of the issues and give a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So Charles, I wish you well. You and your family, Godspeed. We'll say. So, Steve, Steve Stephen Tucker, what's new?
3: Uh, let's see what's new for me. I survived Medicare and Obamacare Open Enrollment, which for me is uh, sixty days of just nonstop. You have no life for sixty days. It was not like this before the ACA. Before, when did it start? When did when did that process start? Around twenty fourteen when okay. the exchanges opened. So that was the point where the new law says you can only buy health insurance forty five days a year. Right. So everybody jams into that window. Right. right? And the cerebral giants who put this together, of course, the central planners, (laughs) they decided to put that in the same window as Medicare Open Enrollment. And group health insurance renewal, all in the same window right before the holidays. <laughs> so that so all these people are trying to plan the holidays, plan events with their families, and their health insurance is renewing. Yes. The premiums are going through the roof, thanks to Obamacare. And so they're all calling at the same time. So dealing with that, it kind of turned me into a CPA. <laughs> CPAs' <laughs> lives are pure hell from 2.15 to 4.15, right? Oh, yes. And then after that, you can kind of breathe, right? So that's what's new for me is surviving the fifth. 156079 the fifth one the fifth open open-aroma period every year it gets worse because we lose more and more health insurance people don't understand we've lost 88 health insurance companies in this country they have evaporated either gone wow. bankrupt or they've been gobbled up by the big 4 United Healthcare at Sigma, and the blues mm-hmm. right so every time you eliminate competition You raise premiums as you do in any other field when you remove competition. So losing 88 health insurance companies, 17 companies are gone from the state of Illinois. We have three insurance carriers left for those who buy their own health insurance, which is just about 700,000 people in Illinois. You got Blue Cross. By the grace of God, we have a PPO. And for four years in this state, if you bought your own health insurance, you could not go to Northwestern. You could not go to University of Chicago Hospital. You could not go to Rush. You could not go to Lurie Children's Hospital, no matter what policy you would buy. And on December 11th, after hard negotiations between Blue Cross and Northwestern, the entire Northwestern Medical Group is now in our last PPO left in Illinois. Everything else is restrictive HMO. So so here's a question. You know,
2: most people call it the Obamacare, but the Affordable Care Act, is it dying on its own?
3: No. Is it, is, it's not? No, it's not. I mean, the, the president has done a couple of things significant in the Jobs and Tax Cut Act in 2017. They, they didn't repeal the individual mandate. They zeroed out the individual mandate. So effectively, it is useless. Right. That was a big help for a lot of people who were, didn't want to be penalized for not having health insurance, or worse yet, penalized for buying non-ACA coverage, which is about a third of the price. So if they bought that, they were penalized on top of it. So you had to add the penalty into your yep. premium. That's gone. Uh, and he's done a couple of other things, but without the help of Congress, it's very difficult to repeal any significant portions of the ACA. So it's not dying on its own. I'd like to see it dying <laughs> on its own. But without Congress, we can't do that come November. And then right now, nothing's going to happen at nothing's all with, happen. This, with this Congress. No, we there. no. But, but after November, if we take the House, we keep the state, the Senate, and we keep the President too, which I suspect we right. will, you're going to see the best health care plan I've ever read, which is the Republican Study Committee, that's going to be implemented. And that is going to open up new opportunities for people. Way lower prices, just just amazing stuff is up. Just on the cusp. <laughs> we, we just, just got to get right the house.
0: there. Yeah. We're
2: I, mean, we, we, I mean, I mean, I can remember so many calls. My office was getting inundated with all these calls. I'm like, hey guys, I'm a state guy. A lot right. of the changes, a lot of the things that happened, federal... I can't go. You know, contact yes. Congressman Kensinger. Yes. Contact my good friend, uh, former Congressman Randy Holgren. Yeah. Uh, I that that's nothing I can do. But right. when I think about it, but I. Why is this important why is it really important for the voters to know the importance of really understanding what the Affordable Care Act
3: did to our nation why is it that why is that important I think it's extremely important to understand even if you don't if you're not a policy wonk you don't understand these things health care and health insurance I, I hate when politicians Thank link you. the two together yes. they are two completely separate entries I have doctors who are clients but they are as clueless about health insurance as the average person is so <laughs> yeah. they call Me, because I understand it. So this is the difference. They're two different vehicles. Obamacare made tremendous changes to the individual health insurance marketplace and disenfranchised millions of people, 260% premium increases since 2014. The only way to lower that premium is if you qualify for what's called an APTC, Advanced Premium Tax Credit, what we call in slang an Obamacare subsidy. For those people, the cost of health insurance is dramatically less on the backs of other taxpayers who now are paying 260% more in order to fund those health right. insurance subsidies. So on its face, it is a completely unfair system, right? But that is the only people that are benefiting from Obamacare. But even those people are barred from entrance to Northwestern, University of Chicago, wow. Rush, Lurie Children's Hospital. These are the top hospitals in the Midwest, and they're not going to take any plan on the marketplace. Oh my God. So it sounds these like are the a things, cluster. It, well, I got, I got the end for that, but yes, <laughs> it, it is a disaster. Not safe for radio. Yeah, right. It is a disaster. It has to be fixed or in my, my uh, desire would be to repeal the entire thing, replace it with the Republican study committee's latest health plan proposal, which is the best I've ever read. And as you know, I'm a weirdo. I read them all. Yeah, it really is. And, and, and we're going to have somebody joining
2: us later in the show, um, who, uh, Jeannie Ives, who Robert. basically is taking on that that that, yeah. that mantle to, to say, hey, look, guys, yeah. health and health insurance and health care is important. Yeah. And you and I, we talked about it. Yeah. I said, Stephen, see, Stephen, you know, I'm, I get sick and tired of hearing people talk about Obama um, did something with health insurance and health mm-hmm. care.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: No, no. Separate the two out. That's he did right. not do. And, and, and right. it, it gets <laughs> flustering, though, when you hear people who are elected officials who really don't understand. Oh, yeah. And then they, but they're chosen to go down there and vote. That's why I wanted to have two people that I thought, that I feel like, really understand this. Yeah. Um, joining us uh, in the next segment, we're going to be talking to Dr. Tom Totter, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate candidate, yep. uh, who was who looking to dump Durbin. I mean, you know, he's looking to, to, to come after people who, especially Dick Durbin. He's been in there, what? In Illinois politics, over 40 years, 36 years or something like that?
3: Way too long.
2: That's way too long. We need yeah. fresh, new ideas, yep. fresh new people who actually understand some of the things that are affecting us. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, when you look at healthcare, it affects everybody. That's right. And not, not many people really, truly understand how it's affecting them yeah. and what the affordable. I, I remember I, we only had thirty seconds. I got to go to break, but I remember when I read all two thousand some pages mm, of the Affordable Care, yeah. Yeah. and when I saw the um, student loans yes, embedded, the and med- I said, what the yeah. heck is happening know, here? Exactly. Why do we have student loans embedded? Yeah, they took over in the healthcare. That's it. But hey, if you're listening, hey, go over to Facebook, give us a like, share this video. Up next, we have U.S. Senate candidate dr tom tarter to break it down to us from a doctor's perspective you said most of them don't know i think he does i've just heard him you listen to black and right on am560 answer
0: we'll be right back this is black and right with john anthony on am560 the answer
2: you know that tune don't you (laughs) hey welcome back to black and right on am560 i'm your host john anthony in the studio with my guest co-host, C. Stephen Tucker. That was Michael Jackson's Black and White. Ah. So I tried to give you a song, a theme God, no, song. I got Mr. it. C. Stephen Tucker. I got it. You know, I'm black. Well, I'm kind of blackish. I'm, I'm both. I'm, I'm a mutt. I'm, I got, like, You're a mutt. <laughs> I have like 13 different nationalities. I don't know what I am. Yeah, take the DNA test. Ancestry was awesome. I took it, and I, I found my father. Come on now. I promise you. I'm going to do a whole show on that, that on, on how I found unbelievable. my unbelievable. Yes. And, wow. and speaking of uh, doing a whole show, we can do a whole show. Uh, on the subject of taking out Dick Durbin yep. as um, U.S. Senate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, please. he's been there over 30-some years. Uh, I had the privilege of, I've, I've interviewed Peggy Hubbard. I've interviewed Mike, Mike, Mark Kern. Uh, I, never, I didn't get a chance to interview Dr. Tom Turner. We had something scheduled and scheduling conflicts, so we had to reschedule. Mm-hmm. And I was just out at Warren Township um, Republican um, event. Mm-hmm. And I heard him speak. And I said, wow. Here's a guy who has a firm, a firm take on the issues, and, and he, he had a very commanding presence about himself, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, why do you want to do this? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Black and Right, AM560, Dr. Tom Totter, candidate for U.S. Senate. Thank you, John. Hey, thanks for joining. Why do you want to do this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm a cancer surgeon. You know that. Yes. Uh, and... I was going to retire comfortably in three years and golf and garden and read and write the things I love to do. Sounds like a plan. But there was nobody on the horizon that was going to stand up and challenge Dick Durbin. And I just couldn't do that in three years while Rome burns. Right. So I decided to get into the race. Now, you've had the other my opponents mm-hmm. on. I couldn't be on because I was working right. as a doctor until a month ago. Yes. And even during that time, as a candidate, I raise the most money. I'm the only one that's done statewide polling. I've hired a good political team. So I'm pretty well organized. I know organized. some of
2: those guys. Those some good guys over there.
1: <laughs> I'm, the I'm well organized, and I'm positioned well for the nomination. But health care is the initial impetus that got me into this. Yeah. Uh, what the Democrats want to do with a single-payer plan, that they're marketing as Medicare for all, but it's not Medicare for all because all cost-sharing would be illegal, uh, is alarming. And if people don't think it's real, there's 104 sponsors in the House and 14 in the Senate. Yeah. And God forbid we have a united Democrat federal government because you are going to be on probably the worst health care system ever designed.
2: You know, I, I you, you heard uh, C. Stephen, C. Stephen Tucker talk earlier about, you know, doctors are clueless in some regards to the um, health care debate. Mm. Um, what would you say about that when it comes to doctors not truly understanding how it how the healthcare policy debate, and, and how they're, they're, they're really not engaging in the battle uh, against something that can take them out as far as their jobs.
1: Unfortunately, I absolutely agree with you. Um, they've got to get on board. They've got, to, they've got to do their homework. They're used to doing homework. They're, very, they're a very competitive group. But most doctors today are either hospital employees or they're employees of very large physician group practices. Mm-hmm. And they're not involved in the business. They hire the administrators to do the business for them. In our group, the the regulations are so onerous. You know, Dick Durbin says, I want doctors taking care of patients and not um, fighting insurance companies. Well, we have to fight insurance companies occasionally. But it pales in comparison to staying in com- compliance with Medicare regulations. So we hire project managers. We pay them to take care of this for us. Mm-hmm. And we're not really the ones doing it. The doctors aren't the ones doing it.
3: Yep. And this is why, I mean, just, just to expand on that. The reason so many doctors are no longer independently having their own practices is because of Obamacare, the ACOs, the accountable care organizations. People have to understand the two largest hospital systems in Chicagoland, North Shore, and all 14 advocate hospitals, they don't even take a PPO. In the health insurance marketplace, in the individual mm-hmm. health insurance marketplace, they only can take an HMO, mm-hmm. specifically the Blue Precision HMO. Why is that? Because they joined an accountable care organization. So all these doctors that were independent before were forced, in order to continue to be paid under a bundled payment model, to go work for the hospital system, which is why this has happened. So he's met, what he's saying is exactly true, but it's not something that's happened before. It is totally unique. We've seen all of these doctor's offices, independent doctor's offices, close because of Obamacare regulations. That's why.
1: And and Medicare regulations, too. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Um, I I think Congress does their best to save Medicare, and there, there's been a lot of changes to Medicare since 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most recent one was the Medicare and CHIP Reauthorization Act, mm-hmm. or MACRA. And what that did, it went from a, 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 a well-known payment model to a value-based okay. model. And the, they're trying to – I think they are honestly trying to – increase the value, that is, lower the cost, and increase the benefit to the beneficiaries. And it's too early right now to know what effect MACRA has had. I really prefer premium support mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, over, over these onerous regulations. Mm-hmm. In 2018, providers spent $34 billion staying in compliance with Medicare regulations. So regulatory relief is definitely one thing that I am for.
3: And then add to that the EMRs, electronic medical records. All these doctors, at their own cost, had to spend all this money to upload everything into the cloud so every claim I'm could be I'm afraid of that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm. But, but, but that's where it uh, is now. And that was at their cost. So a yeah. lot of doctors' office, a lot of doctors I know, were opposed to uploading personal data into a government-controlled cloud. I have a, I have a great doctor friend of mine in Barrington. He keeps all his records in paper files, in a steel cabinet. He refuses to comply. Wow. And there's a lot of doctors that do that because HIPAA law, it, it, mm-hmm. is, it can be a violation of HIPAA law. We've seen, we've seen these major organizations hacked all the time. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you,
2: you, you and I talked, um, C. Stephen, before the show, and one of the things, I, I, I want to open up the phone lines really mm-hmm. early, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to op- So if, if you're listening to the show, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600, and I got a question. Did you know... That federal law required health insurers to cover pre-existing conditions, both in the group and individual health insurance marketplace, long before Obamacare came true. into place. And you talk a lot about HIPAA. You talk a lot about pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tom Tartin, We, the people who are listening here, they understand what's happening and why. Some of them do, not all. But the people that are normally that listens to this mm-hmm. show, they they are, they're, they're tuned in. They understand what's happening. With your with your expertise, with your background, um, how would you do what would you do differently than Dick Durbin right now when it came to health care, when it came to um, impeachment? <laughs> 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 I said I wasn't gonna talk about impeachment, but I, I gotta sneak it stick, stick it in it somehow. No. But what, what wh- Let's why, play why opposite the people, why would the people <laughs> right. why should the people replace you with Dick Durbin?
1: Uh, because I have a sensible plan to reduce the cost of health care in the United States. It's not the only plan, uh, but I do have a white paper that I researched. Um, Where can that be found? On my webpage, drtarter.com, D-R-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Um, and, and most people aren't going to plow through a 12-page white paper, but- I will. But it's, <laughs> So will I. <laughs> but it's there. Um, there are sensible market-driven ways that we can we can reduce the cost of health care without going on to this government plan. There was another report that came out in May 2018 other than the Mueller report, and that probably might surprise some of your <laughs> listeners because everything was overshadowed by. I think it
2: doesn't surprise Mueller. you two, though. No. I got to
1: fill it. So sure. the Congressional Budget Office came out with a report on a single payer U.S. health care system. Mm. I don't know why the House Democrats requested it because if you read the report, you certainly wouldn't want a system like that. Right. Very damning. Uh, and of course, this is the Congressional Budget Office. There was. No budget requested with that report for obvious reasons. So what happens when you make a service seemingly free? The demand goes way up. Right. How do you control expenditures when the demand goes way up? Yeah. Uh, you have to either cut services. That, that's called rationing, extreme yeah. rationing. Or you have to reduce reimbursement, which means a loss of providers. We're all That should concern every American. Yeah. We already are 90,000 providers short in this country especially in the surgical subspecialties Mm. there have not been training positions open for for residents surgical residents since 1996 wow thank you dick durbin and all the career Politicians. politicians wow so
2: in the remaining 30 seconds dr tom totter talk to the people. You, you, you just mentioned your website you may want to mention again where can people follow you what can people, do you have anything coming up any any fundraisers anything that, that, that the people can come to and look for go ahead you got 30 seconds okay
1: well I appreciate that very much yes uh, follow me on Facebook um, I don't always announce where I'm going to be on Facebook but we definitely announce the fundraisers um, and I've got uh, four of them planned at this point in different parts of the state um, follow me on Facebook Uh You'll get the most information on healthcare from my website, which is Um, Please follow me um, on Facebook. Like me. Share me. <laughs> All the things I just learned how to share, do. Share, 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 share
2: away. <laughs> hey, if you just joined us, we were just talking with U.S. Senate candidate Dr. Tom Tarter. Uh, as I told you, he had a very a, command, a commanding presence. He understands the issues that's facing our nation and that's facing this state. Because we got a lot of them, and we got to send Patriots down there to give um, Donald Trump some help. You listen to Black and Right on AM five sixty. Answer. We'll be
0: right back. Keep it
2: locked.
0: Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
2: I can get lost in that music. (laughs) Hey, you've dialed up Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, with my guest co-host C. Stephen Tucker. Uh, on AM 560, the answer. Um, before we go, we have another guest coming on, on the show, Genie um, Ives. But before we go to Genie Ives, um, Dr. Tom Totter, you made a very good point, I thought. Uh, that's why I hold, held you over. Uh, a, a very good point that you wanted to make over there. Go ahead and, and talk to the listeners. So, so what? Am
1: I on? Yeah, you're on. Now you're good. So, um, what happens in uh, countries that have single payer health insurance or, or, or just uh, nationalized health systems? Dick Durbin says he wants he says healthcare is a right, we all agree with that. But he he says it shouldn't just be for the wealthy. Well what happens in those countries? The wealthy take their health care dollars where they get the best value. That's why sixty thousand Canadians cross our border mm-hmm. each year to yeah. purchase healthcare services. And I would make another point. India's medical travel industry this year is going to be a nine billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. So it's okay for people like me who can afford to travel for their medical care, but most people can't. And if you don't like your care under a single-payer system in the United States, you don't have another choice. Wow! Mm-hmm. And who's going to make the decisions on complex care, like kidney failure and cancer? It's not going to be your doctor. It's going to be the administrative state.
2: And elected officials. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tom Tyler, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much. I sure enjoyed it. Hey, no problem.
2: So, you know, see Stephen... Now, as we were going through guest lists of who to bring on the show, mm-hmm. the first name that popped out of your mouth was Jeannie Ives. Genie Eyes. Absolutely. And, you know, we all know who she is. I mean, she's, uh, she's, she's a fighter. She's a patriot. She is. And she's not, she's not somebody that'll, that'll back down. That's why I think Jeannie Ives, I've served with her in the Illinois General mm-hmm. Assembly. Um, she's just the best. Jeannie mm-hmm. Ives. Jeannie, welcome to Black and Right.
3: Do we have Jeannie? Yeah. I
0: did.
2: There, there we go. Can Jeannie, welcome to Black
5: and Right. Oh, hey, now I can hear you. There we Thanks go. for having me on, John. Hey, no problem. Appreciate it.
2: I got one of your good buddies in here. Hey, Jeannie. Uh, along with me. How are you?
5: Oh, that's a, that's a very soothing voice. The man who knows everything about health care. He's
2: an expert. <laughs> but, 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 Jeannie, I don't know if you've been listening to the show. We had Dr. Tom Towder, a U.S. Senate candidate in here, uh, talking about health care. Uh, I, know, I know one of the mm-hmm. major platforms that you had, because you released a plan on health care, uh, just how important it is you think it is for the six congressional district people. Why don't you talk to our listeners about why, that stuff, why it's so important? Because Nancy Pelosi said the reason why that the the House was taken back in 18, was because of health care. Why is it so important for the 6th Congressional District listeners?
6: Well, the 6th
5: Congressional District has a lot of uh, small business folks who are having to pay, purchase health insurance on the individual market. I, let, let's face it, that's the most expensive health insurance that you can possibly buy. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're... A a lot of a killing for many of them. Before you can even put food on your table, your first expense is thirty thousand dollars worth of health insurance premiums, uh, backed up with a seven thousand dollars deductible. It's largely unaffordable, except for the very, very wealthy. Um, so, if you're really poor, you may be covered by Medicaid, which actually doesn't guarantee you access. So, that's a disaster. Right. Um, if you are in a company plan, you're pretty well off for the most part. You're paying a, a you know, you're not paying uh, a ton of money for for the care that you get but if you're in that that you know spot where you just you know you own your own business you have to take care of others in that business you are just getting beat up by that health care cost and it doesn't have to be this way Um, so look uh, we we say in our campaign look um, before they said that you could keep your doctor if you wanted to we know that that was false right Mm -hmm. well now you can't be guaranteed of keeping your doctor. You can't be in care, guaranteed of keeping your plan under the Democrats' proposals. You can't even be uh, assured of keeping your health insurance. So they want to get rid of it all and upend it. And we know that all that means is really bad care and rationed care. So health care is a core thing that we're going after in this, um, this election cycle
3: to talk about. Thank God. By the way, you're exactly right. You know, in the individual marketplace, which is the bulk of my clientele, as you know, Jeannie, uh, I-, I will tell you the last six years of my 25-year career in-, in helping people navigate health insurance has been the most complicated, and my hands have been tied because I used to be all- able to offer people 21 health insurers in a vibrant, competitive marketplace wow. in the state of Illinois. Now I have three and only one PPO. But I'll tell you this, we're doing better than Indiana. And in the individual health insurance marketplace, they have one insurer left called Ambetter, nice. who offers a small HMO, and that's all they've got left. So this is the incredibly destructive powers of Obamacare. And you're, you're exactly right. People in the 6th District, the 8th District, all over Illinois. 14th. 14th district a lot of them are self-employed they don't have the privilege of employer-sponsored health insurance and by the way those people 185 million people who have the privilege of employer-sponsored health insurance they have not felt the pain of obamacare it's the rest of us that have right and we're not allowed enough voice we have to raise our voices on this issue
2: hey hey Jeannie. um i i was told that i can hold you over to the next segment is that still on you got a yeah, few more minutes for the next segment? Mm-hmm. Oh, you Oh, yeah. Jeannie Eyes. She, that's why she's the best. She is the best. That's why she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just joined us, we're talking with U.S. Senate, I mean, congressional candidate for the 6th District, Jeannie Eyes. Uh, she'll be holding over for the break. Um, I can't wait, because you got, you got another question for her that I can't of wait. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to, for course. you to ask her. Uh, we'll be right back. You listen to The Black and White on AM 560, The Answer.
0: It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
2: Hey, welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside C. Stephen Tucker on AM560, The Answer. We're talking about health care yes. policies, health care insurance uh, we were joined before the break by sixth congressional candidate, Jeannie Eyes. Jeannie, welcome back to Black and Right.
5: Hey, thanks for having me on.
3: Hey, Jeannie, you know, so you're a policy wonk like me. Uh, so I got to tell you, your, your candidate, Caston. Um, we shouldn't even mention his name on these airwaves, but he's supporting H.R. 3, which is going to be cutting right. uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, for Part D uh, dollars to – Really, startup companies, startup biopharmaceutical companies, many of which are residing here in Illinois, uh, and it's going to hurt their ability to use research and development dollars to develop new drugs. A lot of the new prescription drugs are started by small biopharmaceutical companies. We've got them all over the place. Plus, we have research facilities. So, I am worried not only about the job loss that will be that will come from HR three due to these cuts, but also the 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 uh, inability for these small outfits to put together new. Research and development for new prescription drugs. Are you supporting HR three?
5: Oh, not not yet. Uh This is government control of the pharmaceutical industry. This is price controls. Uh, this is yes. this, this is basically having international companies set our prices yeah. uh, or international countries. So th- this is ridiculous, but. You know, it's just like everything else. Well, who do you think in the end wins when the Democrats get in, in bed with, um, with policies like this? It, it's going to be the smaller businesses, the startups get affected. They will probably cut a deal with some of the large pharmaceuticals. Trust me, because that's exactly what they did with the insurance companies yes. under Obamacare. Yes. Yes. So they're going to throw these other people under the bus because they don't care for them. They only care about the people who can provide them with lots of campaign cash. In the end, this is all a planned um, a planned way to just uh, basically uh, protect their favorite sons. They'll go through some amendments, and they'll, they'll add this or that, and in the end, it's the big boys who will be protected, and the little guys left out, and that hurts consumers. It's That's- a terrible terrible idea hr3 is so um i'm not in favor of it
3: at all oh thank god and you know what we don't have to wonder what it's going to be like remember the big pharma sweetheart deal that obama got (laughs) when he passed obamacare oh yeah pharmaceutical companies agreed that we're going to run advertising to support obamacare great in turn for that i'm going to kill any importation from canada where drugs are cheaper and that was called the obamacare sweetheart deal for big pharma so this happens all the time right and it's it's always democrats pushing this forward so i'm thrilled that you're not supporting that thank you
5: Well, correct me if you're wrong, but the way I see it is that in 2018, they know that they won because they kind of owned the conversation on pre-existing conditions, as false as it was, because we we protected people with pre-existing conditions, you know, 23 years prior to Obamacare, which I learned from you, Tucker, and that's absolutely true. HIPAA protected it. And by the way, in terms of pre-existing condition, uh, there was a Wharton economist named Mark Pauley, and they conducted an extensive study of the individual market in the pre-Obamacare era. They found that less than 1% of the population was both uninsured and uninsurable Mm -hmm. because of a pre-existing condition. So all of this hype about pre-existing conditions was, was just ridiculous. It was nothing. They're doing the same thing now with drug costs. So they they can't talk about pre-existing conditions because that was supposed to be solved with the 2018 election. So now they have to come in and talk about high drug costs, which they're not going to solve either, other than doing government price controls, which is absolutely un-American at its core.
3: Yeah, they're foreign price controls. That's what they want to use, right? So, I mean, this is just nuts. I mean, you know, it's just common sense. When you cut... Uh, any kind of research and development dollars, you're the, just the smallest, most vulnerable amongst us are going to suffer because these are the small companies, these biopharmaceutical organizations that come up with the, the vast majority of them come up with the most new innovative prescription drugs. And remember, President Trump has the right to try, yes. right? Where if you're terminally ill, yes. now, if you've right. got those dollars, where are those innovative drugs going to come from? This, this is true. my main concern with the recent lunacy from Sean Caston. So thank you. <laughs> and and when, you well, it, Je- Jeannie, when you look at the political side of it,
2: Janie, when you look at the political side of it, on, and you talked about they owned healthcare during the last election cycle. They spent ninety million dollars alone on healthcare ads. Ninety million just on healthcare ads. That's it. Think about that.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Right, and you still have high prices here. They haven't solved anything. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Tucker. Though you know the way I see it is one of the best protections against these costs really is is a well done insurance plan i mean yeah. that is really the best protection and innovation in the market in terms of like how many what insurance companies need to cover how you can pick your plan yourself that suits your needs and, and things like that yeah. i will say this i mean i just my my daughter just had a little skin condition we wanted to kind of clear up and uh you know i, I went there and i did not have our new pharmacy car so i'm like well how much the cost i'll just pay out of pocket i didn't think of that be that much oh boy it was six hundred dollars oh i like, okay, well, I'm going to go find my, I went back home, got my pharmacy card, went back, and it was 30 bucks for the three prescriptions, 10 a apiece. So we know that insurance is, is you know, works. It's got to be, it's got to be an open market so people can right. compete for the best cost on that. And that, you know, we buy insurance for ourselves against, you know, our house burning down or our car, you know, getting crashed or something like that.
2: This and and Jenny, thank thank God we
5: have to have a robust
2: market. Jenny, I don't mean to interrupt we you, do. but thank God for President Trump mm-hmm. introducing the, um was it an executive order that allowed now to show what the hospitals are charging now. Absolutely, I mean, that, that online, was good. online, online. Now there's no guessing game. Yeah, Genie, right. in, in the next thirty seconds, talk to the people. Where can they reach you? How can they find you? You got any events coming up? Um. Soon. Well, tonight I'll be in Palatine
5: at, uh, I believe it's the American Legion Hall. with uh, a. a bunch of, I think we're sold out there, though. Nobody oh can actually go there. Wow. Uh, but it's a, an event. It's a meet and greet in Palatine. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, right after that, I'm going to talk to a large group of Taiwanese at the uh, Oak Brook Hilton. Oh, wow. So I'm thrilled about that. Uh, we have a State of the Union watch party, and you can connect with me at genieforcongress.com.
2: There she is, candidate for the sixth congressional genie. Guys, thanks so much for joining Black and Right.
5: Thank you. Wow, Bye-bye.
2: that was awesome. Go, Jeannie, go! Ah, <laughs> you listening to Black That's and Right on say. AM five sixty The Answer? Keep it locked here. We'll be right back.
0: And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer.
2: Breakout Dance moves up in here. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, I got my guest co-host today, C. Stephen Tucker. I told you guys, C. Stephen Tucker knows his stuff. I mean, he knows it. And when I I, I wanted to talk about this conversation, we were talking during the break, Mm -hmm. just about how so many people don't really understand what's really happening in this industry. And you talked about earlier about a plan. Uh, do you mind going more in detail about what you think that plan is? And, and if yes. candidates are listening?
3: Yes. Uh, there is a plan from the Republican Study Committee. You know, they always say Republicans stink in messaging. They released the, the new Republican Study Health Plan, and it was by a tweet from from Mike Johnson from Louisiana, who's a great guy. Oh, wow. And uh, the link to the plan to read it was broken. <laughs> so, the, so the AP linked to it, all these news agencies, and you go to click on it, you can't read the plan. So, anyway, we finally got a hold of the plan and I read it. And I got to tell you, you know, I've read them all. This healthcare proposal is the best I've seen. 10 years ago, I can't believe it's been 10 years ago. Oh, wow. uh, We had a huge rally for the Tea Party movement in its inception Mm -hmm. in in Daily Plaza. We had like 3,000 people there. And uh, I gave a speech that day. and, And the biggest issue I was trying to drive home is that if you wanted to solve the issue of pre existing conditions, you add one sentence to existing HIPAA law. Right. Everybody who has employer-sponsored health insurance knows if you keep coverage in place, you leave from one job to another, they're not going to deny you coverage for preexisting. Correct. That's why no employer ever asks you, "Are you overweight? Correct. Do you take prescription drugs? Right? You look like you might have cancer." These questions are not asked <laughs> because HIPAA law protects people. Yeah. So if we can do that and have done that for twenty-three years in the group marketplace, why can we not do that? In so the was this plan available in twenty eighteen? No, it was not. Okay. Okay. It was what I was calling for okay. way back in two thousand eight, nine, yeah. ten. Right. And no one was listening. Finally, finally, this bill does it. If you keep individual health insurance and you need to buy a new policy because your rates go up, no more pre-existing conditions yeah. as long as you keep consistent coverage. They, that's the key. Yeah. You can't be allowed to be uninsured your whole life, develop an illness, and then buy a policy. Right. That is not fiscally possible to do. It's not actuarially possible to do. But Yet, that's what we do with Obamacare. And, and that,
2: right? wasn't, that was the other part, right? Um, On on the whole, how Nancy Pelosi and and how they took the House. Yeah, you know healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. Right. But the but the Republican Party had no plan. They had no viable option. What? I mean, you want me? You're telling me this, but they're telling me Medicare for all. I can get free coverage. Right. And you're just saying you just want to get rid of Obamacare. Right. Right. Well, I mean, how how does that make sense to me, a a listener or, or someone that's out there in the world trying to survive?
3: Yeah. And, you know, no the demagoguery from the left. It's always you want seniors to die. You want the yeah. poor to die, etc. Over the cliff. Over the cliff. You don't want to cover pre-existing. All of that is hyperbolic lies. The Republicans put full... Full plans together, the last all of them, by the way, since since uh, Obamacare have covered preexisting conditions it 's a central focal point of all the Republican health care plans, and the president's not fibbing when he says we 're going to become the party of health care If you read that study, go to see stephen, yeah. stephen tucker go to see I have a full breakdown about it. I have an interview I did with Dan on this stage, Dan Proft on November first, breaking down that that uh, policy. It is the best because it covers preexisting conditions both in the group marketplace and in the image marketplace, and it expands HSAs imagine. Putting eighteen grand a year and, and into your health savings account, account that, and be able to yeah. pay for your premiums with it. Yeah. You can't do that now. We can do amazing. it if we win the house and pass the RSC health plan.
2: So it's important for if you're a candidate and you you really don't have a plan to go to CC. Read and, that and read that plan yes. to come out and to, to actually. I mean, because you know it's it's one thing to, to to gloss over it, but to and read it, but to comprehend it and yeah. understand and be able to go out and into venues. And talk about it yes. in, in ways that people understand. Like Dr.
3: Tartar Just like right? he just did. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So, hey, man, Dick, you, I love you, guy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> can I say that? It's can reciprocal. <laughs> mean, it's like Trump. That guy said he loves me. I love you, too, <laughs> even though you're a guy. <laughs>
2: hey, hey, Jim, I know you're holding on on the line. I'm going to get back to you when we come back. Uh, for the second hour. That's that's the first hour. The first hour's gone. Wow. What? It went by fast, right? Holy cow. Hey, follow me at J Anthony Speaks on Facebook and Twitter. Where can they follow you? At C Stephen on Twitter. Oh, C Stephen on Twitter. There it is. Hey, you listen to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back. Keep it locked.
0: Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer.
2: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to hour two of Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co host, C. Stephen Tucker. Great founder of Health Insurance Mentors. Hey, why while, while we, while we you know, get a little housekeeping out of the way, hey, why don't you head over to Facebook, mm-hmm. Black and White right Radio, give us a like, mm-hmm. and share this video Absolutely. that's live streaming right now. Right. You can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter and Facebook. Where can they follow you, Stephen?
3: At C. Stephen on Twitter.
2: C. Stephen on Twitter. Uh, I, I think this is a good conversation we're having about healthcare care and healthcare care policy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 at, at some point in time, I want us to do... You, I want you to come back on the show and we do and we talk about the differences between health care and health insurance oh, yeah. yep. and you know because because as we were talking in the debate, most people just they don't realize it's getting, they're getting ready to get tossed up into a hot boiling pot of water, and they're going to be done
3: Oh, if we any, any of these single payer proposals, any of these Medicare for all, which is actually Medicaid for all and then eventually Medicaid yeah. for none yeah. Uh, you know, you've all, we all been at the DMV waiting for you know our driver's license. to renew. Imagine going there waiting for a kidney. Oh, my. I mean, this is what's, what's going to happen if the government is in <laughs> control. There is no historical precedent for anything the government has done related to health care that has not been done better and more efficiently by the private sector. Name we want. There you, isn't. Anywhere. Any country, you can't find That's it anywhere. It. Ask any veteran about yeah. the VA. That's the only single-payer system we have in America. Ask a veteran. How does the VA work for you? So my wife's father is a former Navy SEAL.
2: Mm-hmm. and. When I hear the horror stories he talks, he tells me about it, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. Yeah. The waiting, the long lengths, and, oh, yeah. you know. <sighs>
3: yeah. Like, another like, thing we can thank the president for, now if you can't see a doctor, thanks to President Trump. That's it. You can go see any doctor you want, and yes. we will pay for it as taxpayers. And, and that is the right thing to do. That's right. That's and it. And my good friend
2: Congressman Boss helped with that. Really?
3: Yes, he that's was. That's great. He, he
2: was front and center Thank there.
3: him for everybody. Hey, really.
2: You know, let's go to the line. Um, Jim from South Elgin, what's your common question?
7: Good afternoon, gents. How you doing?
2: Hey, what's going on, buddy? I knew this was you.
7: Yep, that's me. This is oh, the doctor? The good, doctor? You, this anybody, is good yeah. doctor? The good doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm a general dentist, but yeah. uh, I'm, um, you know, S- Stephen Tucker, when I first met him a long time ago, he was the first guy that really understood the complexities of Ob- Obamacare. It was like paragraph A, sub-chapter C, page 25, <laughs> the 252, blah, 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 back and forth, and he had, he had it all down. <laughs> but anyways... If, if these politicians were serious about reducing health care costs, one of the things that Texas did about 18 years ago is they put tort reform on what are called non-economic damages of a lot. There
2: term. it is. Mm-hmm.
7: And what that did is it reduced the cost of med- mail insurance to the doctors, their premiums. So a lot of doctors left states like Illinois to go to Texas because they weren't getting mail practice mm-hmm. you know, charged out of the market. And a good friend of mine is an internal medicine physician, and he was going to be paying like forty or fifty grand in Chicago mm-hmm. about ten years ago or so. And he moved to Corpus Christi, and he's still paying about five today. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you know, for for elective procedures where it's not an emergency, you can shop around and get yeah. a better price. And the marketplace, you know, son of a gun takes takes over. <laughs>
2: well, Jim, hey, and that's yeah, Jim. You're so yes, right. We we have to implement tort reform, but. You know, I that that's that's a huge hurdle. No matter what you're trying to do, anytime you're trying to well, do you any, don't, ret- any tort reform, no matter where it's at, from a state level to a federal level, it's gonna it's, it's a big task because you got a lot of money money players involved in not making that happen. That's it. So thanks Well, I
7: was going to say George Bush had actually tried to pass that in 2005, I think, and it passed the House, yeah. but it got filibustered in the Senate.
2: Of
3: course, because there's money. There's Otherwise, another, it would
7: have been national, nationwide law.
3: There's yeah. another angle there, too, that Jim didn't cover, and that is the, the, the amount of defensive medicine that doctors engage in in order to avoid lawsuits. They'll order a whole new slew of tests yeah. to avoid the potential that they could be wrong. So that's driving up the cost yeah. of health insurance and health care for everybody. Yes. So we, we, we have one of your good buddies,
2: um, to talk to you next. Awesome. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you the pleasure of introducing
3: who he is. I love it. This is your friend. <laughs> and yes. This is your buddy. Yep. Take it away. I will bring on Dr. Mark Neerhoff, who is, uh, you know, we met about 10 years ago. And, and he this this man is soft-spoken. Uh-oh. Right? You know, but he has a great knowledge base of health care not so much health insurance, but health care, because he engages in the, in the uh, practice of saving lives right. on a regular basis. He's a high-risk obstetrician. And I was so impressed with Mark when I first saw him speak. And then we began touring the Old 8th District and teaching people about what was coming with health care. And Mark's still engaged in that. So I wanted to bring him on because he knows more about health care than I do. I'm the health insurance guy. <laughs> he knows health care. So I wanted to bring him on and ask him a question.
2: Hey, Mark. Welcome to Black and
4: Right. and Steve, and going back to your last segment, I just wanted to make one other comment. Uh, Jeannie Ives really is the best, isn't she?
3: Oh, she is. She's fantastic. She's awesome. Yeah. She She understands things, Mark. You You know, I have a consultant for other politicians that are running, and they're not policy wonks, mm-hmm. so you try to get them to get a point, just a, just one or two th- basic points, <laughs> right. Right? and they don't retain it, right? And then we end up suffering election-wise, so right? True. You were talking right. about earlier about the 2018 election cycle, where we lost our seats, the 6th district, the 14th district, because our, our uh, incumbent candidates that were there could not answer the issue of pre-existing conditions. And I've certain on panels with all of these guys. Wow. You think they remember HIPAA law, which put in place protections for pre-existing conditions. Right. They remember our risk pool here in Illinois. The chip program, right. which we still have, by the way. Mark knows this, right. yes? Right. How come Mark can retain exactly. it and the politicians can't?
2: Well, you know, I mean I think I think because he's also, you know, in 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 it every day. Every single day yeah. he sees yeah. um people whose whose lives are affected, especially pregnant yeah. single pregnant women. Um, that come in there who are high-risk. I mean, he sees this stuff, and he sees how it, it affects their lives, right?
3: Yeah. Mark, how, Mark? How, how has the ACA impacted you, your practice, and then what would you do now if you had the power to change things for the better?
4: Good question. Um, let me take a different approach. Do it. We have the best healthcare system in the world. Amen to that. The reason that we have the best system in the world is because of access to care. When you develop a problem that needs to be addressed, we can get in to see a physician in a timely fashion and get the issue addressed. And that's why if you look at just about any type of cancer, the survival rates in the United States are better than any other country in the world. It's not because the physicians are necessarily superstars. It's because we have access to care. And that is what Obamacare is limiting. You know, I have to say, I actually admire Bernie Sanders, because at least he's honest about what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants a single payer. Single payer is the same or Medicare for all is really socialized medicine. And that's what he wants. And what's the issue with socialized medicine? It's limiting access to care. And by the only way you can control costs in socialized medicine in a single payer is by limiting access and cutting cutting down services. So it's not going to be affordable. People are going to get less care and our health care outcomes are going to be much worse. So what was my experience with Obamacare? Yeah. Um, really, just limiting access to care. That that's that's what Obamacare is starting to do. Mm-hmm. It's starting heading in that direction, and that's my real problem with it. Mm-hmm. And another aspect of Obamacare is that it dramatically expanded Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Now, Medicaid, on a state level. In Illinois, it's our single largest budget item.
3: Yes, in most states.
4: And yes. it's, it's swallowing us up. Yep. And we have to get a better way to address Medicaid. You know, we live in, or at least I live in an urban area. I live in an area where there are enough physicians around where you can find somebody who's going to take Medicaid in spite of their very poor reimbursement levels. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people in more rural areas that cannot find a physician to accept Medicaid. This is true. So they don't get care. Mm -hmm. So Medicaid not only dramatically increased costs in Illinois for Medicaid because of the expansion, um, it also is going to, in the end, lead to uh, limited access to care because the reimbursement rates are so poor that many physicians don't accept it.
3: Yeah, Mark, you're so right. I mean, it, so many people don't realize that Medicare and Medicaid for that matter, the only reason they exist today is because of the existence of private health insurance. Yes. The rate of reimbursement Great. is so low to doctors like you for both Medicare and Medicaid that they have to overbill those with private health insurance, and that's the only reason it's still alive. Hey, hey, right. hey Dr. Mark, um, can you can
2: you hang over for the next segment? I, I know you said, yeah, um, is that okay?
4: Sure. Okay, because no
2: I think there's some more Morning. questions. I really want to talk to you about tort reform. We had a call on the line that talked about tort reform and how it affects doctors. Um, so sure. I, I would love for you to hang over. Um, hey, sure. listen up. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with my guy, C. Stephen Tucker. Great to be here, man. We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Get up,
2: get over Hey, you tuned in to Black and White on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. In studio with me is C. Stephen Tucker. Uh, and we're talking about health care. We have uh, Dr. Mark Neerhoff on the line. Uh, Mark, real quick, if, if, if you could do one thing, one thing to reform health care, what would that be?
4: Uh, limit damages for uh, pain and suffering.
3: Tort right, reform. reform. There you go. Yep.
4: Yeah, honestly, I'm not that hopeful for that in Illinois.
3: Yeah.
4: We passed it three times in Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's okay. already been passed three times, but every time the plaintiff's bar uh, influences the Supreme Court to uh, to rescind the legislation that Illinoisans have voted for on three occasions. Well, I, I hate to be pessimistic. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, that's... That's the truth of the matter.
2: Dr. Nehoffer I, I, uh, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off but you're right. I I I served down there in Springfield. I I know how it works. How it operates. Money money is a big problem in our politics. Yeah. It stops right. a lot of good bills from coming in, from coming to life yep. to help affect right. change in so many people's lives and this is one of them. Yep. Tort reform is right. needed. Yep. We have to have it.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Desperately.
3: So well, you know, Doctor, you have any more questions for him? I, I just love listening to Mark. So uh, he, he can go he's, on for he's another awesome. hour if he wants. Now, <laughs> I, I got I got a new friend now, doctor, <laughs> Dr. Doctor. Neerhoff.
2: You know, I remember, I do because you have never ran for office, did you, Dr. Neerhoff?
4: Yeah, let, let's not let's not go there. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> I,
2: thought I, I thought I remembered the name when I saw the name when when, when uh, C. Stephen sent me over the name. I said I know this name,
7: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I recall. You know, I think you ran for office twice. We won't say where, uh, but I think you, you ran for office twice. But you know what? It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of courage to put your name on the ballot to get out there yeah. and and espouse your beliefs to people. Uh, it's unfortunate yep. here in Illinois, good people don't win, yeah. the, and the good people that need to win to help change. The, the, the cycles mm-hmm. that we face every single year in the state of mm-hmm. Illinois and it's, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's going to change but Dr. Neerhoff thanks so much for joining us thank you Mark uh, I've got to have you back on at some point um, you're a very 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 well spoken guy and you understand this issue that that's, if we don't fix it's going to hurt our, our, our state and our country so thanks so much for joining Black and Right
4: you're welcome it was great to be with you both thank you Mark well, he's right right
3: he's absolutely right I mean, he, he, you know, and of course he deals with high risk. He's in high risk uh, pregnancy, obstetrician, yeah. doctor. And a lot of those people are also on Medicaid. And, you know, Medicaid is way beyond bankrupt, by the yeah. way, in the, in the <laughs> state of Illinois. And so it's... But we keep adding stuff that, that, well, that's, that that's pays the, for them, for, uh, for Medicaid, right? I, I think that may be the most immoral thing about the ACA implementation is that it provides, it really provides a perverse incentive for doctors to treat new Medicaid recipients under Obamacare before they treat those who are legacy Medicaid recipients because they get a higher rate of reimbursement, 90% as opposed to 50%. And who's on the old Medicaid rolls? Not able-bodied people like those on the new Medicaid rolls. The blind, the disabled, Mm -hmm. children of the poor, pregnant women. I mean, these are people that cannot help themselves. And we're robbing money from that very finite pool of dollars to enroll all of these people who are otherwise able-bodied. I'll never forget being on the Human Services Appropriations Committee and I think that's where
2: we met. I think, I think so. Yeah. I think it was a human service appropriation yeah. committee or maybe an insurance committee. Yeah. And, you know, I would have never thought that what happens in our state and what happens in our federal government, I would have thought somebody was lying. Right. Un- un- until I was able to see you how saw the, I saw the yeah. I saw the how the how the sausages. I saw it. Yeah. You know, uh, but we have we got a call on the line. Craig from Lyle. He wants to talk about the get our opinion on veterans care. Hey, Craig, thanks for calling. John Hi. in black and white. What's going on, bud? Hey, how are you? Long time caller,
7: first time listener <laughs> to the show, John. You show <laughs> <did laughs> You know it. what? Um, okay. I was just curious. My question is that uh, now that we're talking about health care, uh, what steps need to be taken to improve the health care for the VA? And uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just hang up and listen to my answer, but it seems like the VA has been in and out of the news about their health care providing, and I was just curious what your opinions were.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Craig from Lyle. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, the VA, Craig, is the only single payer system we have in America, and it is the worst run. It subjects more and more of our nation's finest to the longest wait periods, serious injuries. We, we only have we have one here in Illinois that's not too bad, but but most of the VA clinics are long wait periods, and God knows what kind of care you're going to get there, even if you get in. And so to sub to subject the entire country to such a scheme, which by the way is exactly what we're going to have right. under Crazy Bernie's plan and Chief Spreading uh. Bull, Liawatha, <laughs> Focahontas. How many trillions? Elizabeth Warren: thirty two trillion dollars in ten years. Understand that's more than our fiscal operating debt in ten years. Now that's on the Bernie's plan. Um, Senator Warren has. A, I thought hers was a little I bit more. I think it's more, higher. 50 it's 52, like 52, 50 50 trillion, trillion more. Trillion or yeah. I mean. Imagine that's a trillion dollars. Not a billion, not a billion, a trillion dollars. That's a lot of zeros. That's exactly (laughs) right. So it turns out guess what? It's not free if it costs thirty or fifty trillion dollars. but, But
2: why does this message of Medicare fall, why does this message of free why is it why does it resonate so well with so many people? And, and, and why aren't the Republican Party pushing back against we are, that message?
3: We are, but not that well. I mean, you know, you've got great guys like Mike Johnson. You've got great guys on our side that are health policy wonks. But the average Republican, right, they're going to tell you we need tort reform. Right. We easy need more competition. We need to sell across state lines. And these Lights. are just talking points, right? Uh, but we don't have guys that can just come back and say, listen, what you're talking about is a government-controlled, authoritative system where your choices will be removed, your prices will go up, you will lose your doctors and access to the best hospitals. And we don't have to guess yeah. if, if that will happen. That has happened since Obamacare. We have lost access to all the best wow. hospitals and doctors. So. so,
2: so we lose public and private with Medicare for all. Yes, I mean, it, of course, it's, it's all wiped out. Bernie's plan control. says it.
3: There are no, there's no private plans. You can buy a Medicare supplement plan. That's it. They will allow us to do that. But who controls right? that market, though? They do. Thank, Thank you. Exactly. So, of course, <laughs> of course. Show me any example of the federal government running any system, not just healthcare, any system better than the private sector, under budget and on time. It doesn't happen. Yeah. There is nothing. So why would we put these people in charge of the most important thing to us, which yeah, is health care? That's right. I think the closest thing is maybe the military. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, but, but I but, mean. But they run that well. Yes. Right? That's not a health well, insurance program. To, but but then again, with our military, they run the health care system for our veterans, and it stinks. It really does. Right? I'm telling you, I, I told you, as I stated earlier, my, my,
2: my wife's um, father um, served, and he just, I mean, Used to, when he used to come over to our house a lot after his doctor's visits, mm-hmm. I mean, he would talk about how week he had to go weeks before they actually he was actually seen uh, for a problem. Uh, I have a friend who who, who lives in uh, who's from Canada mm-hmm. and um, diehard Democrat, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the health care system here, mm-hmm. she. I mean, she, she loves it because she, she knows no. she what happens in Canada. in Canada. I get a of cut course. on my hand. I got to wait. How many long <laughs> to get that cut taken care of?
3: There's a guy. People should Google this. Uh, there's a documentary filmmaker named Stuart Browning. You can find him on YouTube. Uh, Free Market Cure are his video series. And he's got one uh, that tells the story of Lindsay McCreeth, who was waiting four to six months to get an MRI. He had tremendous pain in his head. Turns out he had a stage four neuroblastoma. Four to six months to get an MRI just to see oh, what's wrong with him. God. So he contacts Rick Baker of Timely Medical, and that's all Rick does, is arrange for Canadian citizens who have the money. You see, they had to yeah. mortgage their house to escape the Canadian healthcare system so he could come here to the U.S. and get an MRI. He got it in less than a week, and his life was saved. Imagine if he had to wait four to six months. He'd, He'd be, be dead. dead. He'd be dead. That's, and that's why, just one example.
2: That's why your friend Dr. Mark said, we, I mean, America has the best healthcare system. Of course system, so. we do, and they want to destroy it. Wow. So uh, let's, take, let's go to a call. We got Ed from Midway. What do you think about hospital setting insurance rates? Ed, welcome to Black and White. Right.
7: Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Yeah, um, I was just reading a little bit on this. Uh, uh, Diamond and Bezos and Buffett formed something called Haven, kind of like the cut down on healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. And another thing for you to talk about is, what do you see the impact of Corona uh, oh. on the insurance industry? Oh. So those two things.
2: All right. Thanks for calling it. Yeah.
3: What do you uh, think? I th- well, the coronavirus. You know, it's it's. We've had what? How many now? One one and a half in yeah. states. Chicago. Couple, couple around uh, the country. So I, I, th- I think we are better prepared than any agency in the world to handle these issues. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that. I don't think we're going to have a large exposure when it comes to actuarial tables and insurance risk. Uh, God willing, anyway. Uh, but. The other is, I think he was asking about setting uh, hospital setting rates. Yeah, hospital
2: setting rates. What do you you think about it?
3: Totally against that. The hospitals have been hiding the true cost of health care proposals for years. They inflate them so they can better negotiate with insurance companies. By the way, another thing we could thank the president Uh for. Now, as of January 1, 2021, every hospital has to put the real price, the real price for every procedure on the Internet. So guess what? You can comparison shop. What a concept. Thank you, President Trump. See <laughs> Stephen Tucker. You're listening to Black and White on AM560
2: The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Go follow me on Twitter and Facebook at, at J. Anthony Speaks. Interact with us. Tell us what you think of the show or what you want us to talk about. Uh, you have any more questions about health care, see Stephen Tucker, John Anthony, Black and White on AM560 The Answer.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer.
2: Hey, you're tuned to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guests in studio, co-host. So good to be here. See Stephen Tucker. It's you, so good to be here. This has been a great, great, great show. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and yeah. I just sat back. I'm learning so much uh, more than what I thought I knew. Good. And I, I, I thought I knew stuff about this, especially after reading that, Two thousand some page um, Affordable Care Act,
3: you know it, it was two amazing. weeks of my life going through that.
2: Yes, hey, but before before we we have a guest coming on Sheila Weinberg from Truth in the County. Mm. But before we go there, there's a caller that you saw on the line that you wanted to take, Patricia. You want to know opinion on Medicare Advantage plans? Patricia, welcome to Black
6: uh, and Right. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. I, I was just wondering what your opinion was on that Medicare Advantage plan for seniors, especially.
3: Uh, three words you know? for you, Patricia: Run forest run
4: <laughs> Really? Medi-
3: Medicare Advantage is so bad that the federal government allows two separate opportunities for victims of Medicare Advantage to get out of it. It is awful. Really? Yeah, it was poorly de- poorly designed pre-ACA, Obamacare. It became exponentially worse post-ACA because they had to get money from somewhere to fund subsidies for those in the under-65 marketplace. So the ACA called for over $200 billion in cuts to Medicare Advantage. So it's not just the high out-of-pocket costs which comes with Medicare Advantage. Even if you have the Humana Gold, for example, which is one of the more expensive ones, where you got $3,600 in out-of-pocket expense per year, that's the low end. Many people with Medicare Advantage have 6700 in out-of-pocket expenses wow. per year. You have traditional Medicare with a Medicare Supplement Plan G. Your deductible every year is $198, and that's it. Wow. That's it. 6198 well, the only
2: thing
6: with the um is, you know, Medicare Advantage covers, of course, dental. Yeah,
3: you can and, get uh, dental in. Yeah. These are ancillary products. You can buy them on your own. The danger with Medicare Advantage is lack of access because of the cuts. Very few doctors now, so many, thousands, hundreds of thousands of doctors are no longer taking Medicare Advantage because of the aforementioned cuts. So it's access mm-hmm. that you have a problem with, especially with specialists but it's also the very high out-of-pocket expense for someone on a fixed income. I understand why Medicare Advantage exists. It exists because some people can't afford Medicare supplement. So sometimes Medicare Advantage plans have zero premium, but everyone who takes them is subjecting themselves to risk that does not occur with traditional Medicare and Medicare supplement.
2: Right. Thanks so much for joining us, Patricia. Wow. See, look at you.
3: Oh, just they're awful. <laughs> really, they're awful plans. <laughs> but
2: But... but, but, but. You heard what she said. She was shocked. She was shell shocked. She yeah. had no idea yeah. that you would, that those, t- those words would come out of your mouth, but they yeah. did. And, but how many more people
3: don't know this? So many. I mean, Joe Maymouth is out there selling these Medicare Advantage plans at late night TV. And you know when I get the call? I get the call after grandma switched, right? And the kids are calling me because she broke <laughs> her hip and now she has got $6,000 out of pocket she would have never had. If she had a Medicare supplement plan, her deductible would be 198 a year. One, and the I, premium yeah. for Medicare Supplement is $110 a month, 120 Maybe that's it. Any uh, doctor, any hospital, the best way to do Medicare: A, B, G for good, D for drugs. Four tiers to the Medicare stool. Anything else is awful. Run for his run. That's it.
2: <laughs> you know, we've had a, a good friend of the show, Sheila Weinberg from Truth in the County. Uh, she's been on the show before. She's—I mean—you want to know the truth about what's what's going on in cities and states? Truth in the County. Sheila Weinberg is somebody you want to reach out to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she just released uh, the financial states of the cities report. uh I believe it was uh, maybe last week or the mm-hmm. week before mm-hmm. that. Uh, Sheila Reinberg, welcome to Black and Right with uh, C. Stephen Tucker.
6: Hey, thanks for having me again and talking about the financial state of the city's, uh, You know, We do have bad news, believe it or not. I know you're going to be shocked. Chicago did not come out well.
2: Well, Shocker. I mean, they were next to last in New York. Oh, my goodness. That's I mean, a shocker. It's so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> it
6: really yeah. is. Sheila,
2: she, I mean, how did you come up with the formula? What, I mean... Why is Chicago second only to New York when it comes to their financial health?
6: Well, you have to keep in mind that uh, Chicago is actually worse than New York if you include Chicago public schools and the park districts and all of those. Um, um, Where New York uh, City includes all those and their their city government, Chicago breaks those down. Um, In a couple months, we'll issue what we call the – Combined a taxpayer burden in Chicago always comes out worse from that. For that, um, you know, we um, you know, we work with a lot of numbers, um, but we really just believe that you know the elected officials have not been honest with the citizens of Chicago about their finances. Um, for example, they've told them for years that their budget is balanced, <laughs> but they're three hundred and thirty-four billion dollars in the hole. My
2: oh, God! Just to start. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's horrible. I mean I mean, she, I mean, I mean, That's just not a Chicago problem. Though. That's a that's a, a legislator problem too. Because uh, I, I was I was able to vote on I believe three budgets, three budgets when I was in the Illinois General Assembly, and not one of them was um, balanced. I mean, when you, you look at that, you look on top of the the pensions, um, the unfunded pension liability. When I was there, I believe it was one hundred and ten billion dollars with a B, not an M, with a B. Did, did that take into did you take that into account as well when you, when you can uh, get the report?
6: Yeah, when we did the report of uh, for Chicago, um, they have a pension uh, debt of thirty billion um, and retiree health care debt of six hundred um, and eighty uh, four million. And you know let's take it down to a personal level. Um, what happens in the city of Chicago and one of the reasons that they're in trouble is? Let's pretend I have a credit card. Hey, hey, hey credit
2: Sheila, card Sheila, we, we're running up against a heartbreak. Uh, I know you told me you can st- you can hang over for the next segment, so we'll be right back. You're listening to AM 560. Sheila Weinberg from the County, she's got some good stuff for you to listen to. Keep it locked. If you're in your car, drive around the block a couple more times. You're listening to the Black <laughs> and Right on AM 560 The Answer. We'll be right back.
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The Answer.
2: you tuned in to black and right i'm john anthony your host on am 560 got my good friend and buddy and patriot c stephen tucker here. in the studio good to be here uh we're joined by uh truth in Accounting's sheila weinberg she just released a uh, financial uh, financial state of the cities report uh last week uh before we were going to break we were talking about pensions and um how that affects most of the reporting mm-hmm. Sheila, go ahead and continue
6: yeah, so I was saying that you know, as an individual, if I charge up my credit card, and the you know credit card company says I you know my minimum payment is a thousand dollars a month, um, don't you think that you'd get in, I'd get into financial trouble if I only pay three hundred and eighty dollars a month? And that's exactly what the city of Chicago is doing. They wow. are pretending that they're balancing the city budget, while they're only paying thirty eight cents out of every dollar that they're. Their actuaries say they should pay into their pension plans
3: She, the rough estimate how much of the debt on the taxpayer back here in Illinois is related to Medicaid, especially Medicaid expansion under the ACA. Do you happen to know?
6: You know what the Medicaid numbers um, is uh, we do not include those honestly. We try to do a calculation of how much unfunded Medicaid
3: yeah.
6: um, was. And the number was so big that it seemed unreal. <laughs>
3: <You laughs> it wouldn't it. fit in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> right.
6: Exactly. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> called like, it.
3: Horrible.
6: Uh, at one point, we estimated it would be, um, I think it was $900 billion would be the city, uh, the state of Illinois' share of unfunded Medicaid. Good luck. Um, so so have you taken
2: this report to, to to some of the elected officials in Chicago and if so, have any of them reached out to say, hey, can I get that report? Can you come and do a... Uh, uh, no,
6: a- we, we haven't had anybody reach out and want the report. Unfortunately, um, you know, we did get some media on it. Um, but, you know, um, and, and we were shocked to read in the Wall Street Journal where they're just today, where they're just continuing the the miscommunication about the city's debt. You know, they mentioned that the city started in a hole of $838 million, Um That's, that's just the, you know, their estimated annual shortfall. Um, but when you tell people, you know, they have a, they're in debt by $838 billion, million dollars, um, that's what people believe when their actual shortfall is, you know, $34 billion. Um, those are two different numbers, but. You, um, know, but, what, but, you know but those are tax
2: paying dollars and i think sometimes elected officials they don't see it that way they just see it as we you got money we're going to take it from you we're going to do whatever we can we're going to do a consumption tax we're going to do this tax this tax it's going to okay. be a breath tax coming up next oh yeah just watch
3: and an exit tax I'm <laughs> trying to get out
6: of here yeah and you know we we calculate what we call a per taxpayer burden um, of you know 3700 I mean 37000 dollars for taxpayer in Illinois. And what that represents is the amount of taxes that need to be collected from future taxpayers to pay the bills that they've just accumulated to date. Did you say um, future
2: not, taxpayers? You're not even talking about those who are now <laughs> existing and living. You're saying 37000 that is going to have to be collected from future taxpayers, <laughs> correct?
6: Yeah. And any taxpayer from today on is going to you know, have to be taxed that much just to c- catch the city back up. And now, this goes totally against the reason the city has a balanced budget requirement, um, and that is so you don't push costs on the future taxpayers, but because they mislead the public and say, you know, the way they calculate their balanced budget is they, they can say that they have a balanced budget, even though they're not even paying the minimum on the city's um, pension credit card. Wow.
2: So, what are the people that are what are the the, the, the yeah, I saw um, cities? Uh, I think it was Plano, Texas. I think it was. What are the cities like that doing right? What are they doing right that we're not doing wrong that I think um, they can the cities like Chicago can learn from? What are they doing right?
6: Well, I, I think um, you know I, I take this to a comment that I received from uh, the budget director of uh, the state of Utah, who is also doing it right. And I asked her, and I said, you know, what, what are you guys doing right? And she said, what? she said facetiously, well, we do something here. We only promise the service and, and benefits that we can afford. Oh. Um, so it's just a mindset of truthfully calculating the balanced budget, not playing accounting games to pretend the budget's balanced, and then, you know, live up to that balanced budget requirement, which is let's not go into debt and let's not push current costs on the future taxpayers.
2: Wow. <laughs> have you, so, so, Sheila, have you, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Sheila Weinberg, Truth in the County. If, um, have you thought about taking this show on the road, like contacting cities or contacting municip- municipalities and said, hey, mm-hmm. we'd love to come and do something to show you how to make this, how to actually pass a balanced budget or, or why your city's not listed as one of the sunshine States cities, I should say?
6: Yeah, we have what we call something called fact-based budgeting which is full accrual calculations and techniques. Um, and with that, you only include um, the revenue that you earn. And, you know, you include your expenses, not your expenditures. In the city of Chicago mm. and in the state of Illinois, they balance their budget by only including the checks that they write um, right. instead of what the cost that the city has. So if they choose to defer paying um, their pension payments and not putting money into that so they can use um, that money for politically popular things, they can still claim that they balance the budget. Claim um, it's honestly keyword. not a earth-shaking uh, accounting way to calculate the budget. It's just common-sense basic <laughs> accounting.
2: So Sheila, Sheila, where, where can people find this report? Where can people find you? Uh, if there's anything you guys got coming up, where can they find them? And then, and you got anything coming up? Yeah,
6: well, um, we have two websites. One is truthinaccounting.org and a sister web called site called Data Z, which is uh, Data zorg on that, that you can go and click on the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois, and get direct information about that, or you can click on charts and create uh, create your own chart to right. compare Illinois or the city of Chicago Thank you. with other cities. Thanks so today. much for
2: joining us, Sheila. You're listening to Black and Right.
0: Thank you. We now return to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer here's John Anthony. That Dawes effects right there
2: <laughs> the <world> effects <laughs> hey you're listening to black and right i 'm John Anthony, your host i 'm joined in the studio by my good friend C Stephen Tucker that went quick didn 't it
3: i can 't believe it 's over that went
2: that went really Honestly. really fast you know hey uh, if you 're listening to the show, go to Facebook, give black and right a, a, a like, share this video if you miss any of our shows, go to five hundred sixty answer and check out all of our podcasts. That's 560 com. Click on black and right, and you can check out from either Apple or Google, and you can download any of the past missed episodes. Stephen. Yes, sir. 2020 election. Mm Mm-hmm. November. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, first, let's get back at March. When you look at the horizon, and you look at everybody that the Democrats have put forth Mm -hmm. as candidates, why is it important for people who are on the right side of the aisle to figure out who Trump is going to run against. And if, you, if it's Warren or, or Biden or, or Bernie, why is it
3: important for people that are right-leaning to get out and vote like never before? <laughs> because the number one issue is health care. I understand people say the economy, right? Healthcare really is the primary issue on everybody's minds. And all they're offering, and it's a very easy message for them, free stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. Free stuff. And free is an easy sell, right? It is our job to educate people on what free means, right? Right. One, it's not free. Two, it means lack of access to care, like both doctors mentioned, right? And we don't have to guess if that's going to happen. It has happened everywhere single-payer systems have been blended in the world, including our VA system right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I have to say is I have to credit the president and his administration, specifically Seema Verma, who is our CMS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid this? Services. This woman reformed the entire Medicaid system under former Governor Mike Pence, and it, she's now op, allowing every state in the country now to fire a waiver from traditional Medicaid and design their own Medicaid system just like she did in wow. Indiana simple little stuff. Simple like stuff. if you go to an ER for something that's not an emergent case, we're going to charge you an $8 copay, oh. right? If you do it again, we're going to charge you a $35 copay and we're going to hit you again if you do it. Just those tiny little changes to the Indiana Healthy 2.0 plan removed all of this unnecessary care to ERs, right? And put it back in the doctor's hands where it belongs. Little changes like that. Power health savings accounts, where you have to put in 2% of your income into the health savings account. Your employer can do it, a charitable organization do it, and guess what? Now you have skin in yeah. the game, and you will price shop, because whatever you don't use in your HSA, you don't lose. See, it sounds
2: so simplistic. Is that the reason why it's probably not implemented? Because it sounds simplistic, and most elected officials, when they see
3: simplicity, they, they run from it? The problem is they don't explain it simply, right? Right. You have to make these issues simple for people to understand. The only real t- retail politician I've seen in the last 30 years that can do that is Donald J. Trump. Correct. That's it. He, I mean, he's been able to do it on a, on a level that I, I'm i with you. I've never seen I've anything never like it. I've never seen anybody. Complex issues made simple, oh right? I can do that with health care. The president can do it with just about any topic.
2: I think a lot it's of it, it has gift. to do. I think a lot of it has to do. He's been running for president for over 30 years, though. You're right. Most exactly. people don't realize exactly. Donald John Trump... Right. President Donald John Trump has been
3: running for president for 30 years. Remember, he was going to run in 2012. Yeah. And he understands complex issues like health care. The guy had 35,000 employees, Correct. 535 companies worldwide. You think he knows a little bit about health insurance? Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he does. <laughs> Just... But he doesn't come into the weeds with people. Right. Very simple stuff. He, he was on a campaign trail. He was on uh, No, he was at a, a rally. And he said, we're going to ca- protect your pre-existing conditions and your pre-existing physicians. You're not going to lose them under our plan.
2: Brilliant. C. Stephen, Simple. thanks so much for joining me. Where can people find you?
3: Uh, uh, at C. Stephen on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, and you can go to our my blog where I write about healthcare policy, which is cstepentucker.com. Hey, that's all the time we have on Black and Right. So good it's to It's been be here, two guys.
2: hours. I'm I can't so believe much. it. Hey, it's, it's been great. Thanks for all our guests. Tom Tarter, Jenny yes. Ives, Dr. Mark Neerhoff, Sheila Weinberg. Hey, keep it locked. Next week, same time, same place,
0: right here, Black and Right. AM 560 the answer. answer. See you later.